You're listening to the Neo Marais Show. My name is Thomas Dam. I'm at Digital Design Days and of Milan. It's um, the 1st of June 2017 and today I have the pleasure to talk with Matthias Correa. Matthias is a designer by training and co-founder of online portfolio platform Beyonds. In 2015, he left after 10 years building the company to start a new adventure. And he is just back from six months motorcycle trip through the three Americas. And Matthias, how was your trip? It was intense. And um, sometimes I feel it was very long. Sometimes I feel it was very short. But it was no vacation. It was really hard, but in a good way. Yeah. I think I grew a lot and I would do it again anytime. Okay, why did you want to go on this um, trip? Because I've always been curious about um, not only that continent, but new cultures and meeting people and seeing other ways of living and of seeing life. So, you know, I'm Spanish, but from, you know, Italian and Argentinian uh, descent. So, you know, being able to speak the same language also was a very important factor. And I have not really been to many of the countries that mm. I've been before, so that I've been in the Strip. So um, I just wanted to be able to leave my home and drive all the way down to the south of Argentina. Okay. And um, what personal um, insights did you get from the trip? Or did you find something that you had? Um... Well, I mean, there is one that relates to the world and one that relates to me. Um, the one that relates to the world is that I think we're all trying to do the same. We're all trying to get by. We're all trying to build something that helps people, that it's meaningful in some way. And it could be just, you know, building a, a better school for your children or just giving them an opportunity that they that you didn't have. So it's not so much about building a company. It's about you know, doing things for others and I think everyone is trying to fall in love and give love and, and, um, and uh, you know, be a decent human being overall. And the other one is about, um, you know, how much more capable we are than we ever think. And the other one is the realization of how capable we are emotionally, spiritually, physically to do things that we are scared of. So it was very good to to do something that I was scared of and overcome it and complete it. So it felt really good. Yeah, yeah I can imagine. Yeah. So like overcoming something you're scared of, you started um, with, with Scott, you started in 2016 with uh, Scott Belsky Beyonds. That's also something that you overcame. That's what we saw in your presentation. And um, can you tell me why, why did you start it? Well, I think um, there was an obvious need for a platform that put together all creative of all fields in one place. It's obvious that at the time when we started, 2006, 2007, there was some platforms, but there was platform from graphic designers, for illustrators, for photographers. But how much photography can a photographer look at, you know? We believed and we, I still believe that cross-pollination seeing other fields, other people's work from a completely different field that is not yours is very enriching. And also it's way more efficient to have one place to put everyone together. And I think the world, you know, at that time didn't have a place, the epicenter of the career world. Mm -hmm. So if you wanted to find a designer, a logo designer in Croatia uh, or in Barcelona or in Berlin or in New York, the only thing you could do before Behance was Google. 
and Google was not good enough mm -hmm. and neither is still today. And I think that's the, that is the, the void that Behance is filling. Yeah. And um, so it's grown like rapidly. Um, not rapidly. It's grown. It's growed, yeah, and okay. now it's grown rapidly, it's like, but it took a very long time. Yeah, now it's like the biggest platform to um, present your portfolio. Yeah, showcase and, 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 and discover. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, what gave you strength and or inspiration to keep going in during the hard times in building beyond? I think um, the fact that we were building something that was meaningful to me, building a platform to help creatives um, get better opportunities was something that still has meaning to me and um, it, it's worth spending time. Also, if you think about it, creatives are the one that makes our lives interesting. Music, food, architecture, design, everything that we consume in a way is done by a creative, by a designer. Um, so I think at the time, the creative world deserved a, a better way to showcase their work. And also think about the fact that, you know, over the last 10 years, technology has developed a lot and behind seems obvious. But in the time when we started, a designer from Romania didn't, that didn't have formal training, didn't have a lot of options to get out there. Yeah. And with the development of the tools, uh, whether it's, you know, FaceTime and WhatsApp and uh, Dropbox and uh, obviously the online software, like, you know, Behance was a little ahead of its time, but now it just makes a lot of sense because technology is also there for people to work remotely. So it is sort of the time for it to grow and, and soar. Yeah. So you also helped people through Beyonce to work completely remote. I believe that that's where the future of agencies is truly going. I think the old massive uh, old school style agencies are slowly going to be changing. I don't want to say dying, but I would say changing and hopefully evolving. And we've seen the grow of growth of multiple um, agencies that have a very, very small team and hire on demand and hire people as needed. And they hire based on the talent, not the location. So I think that's a new model that we saw early on and, and it's now being applied, yeah. so it works. Yeah. So in the beginning of Beyond, people were afraid to put their designs on. Today, you told that you built the first 200 uh, portfolios because you had to also had to have content, of course. How is it that in the 10 years that people overcome this? So they, everybody needs to be on the platform because otherwise you're basically... Nowhere. No, yeah, you don't exist. <laughs> you're, not, you're not there. No, <laughs> I think that... Um, I think the Behance did not overcome. I think the people did. Yes. I think we are, you know, this technology is very new in general. So we're constantly learning as a community as humanity we're learning about how to use new things and I think in 2005 six and seven it was very early for people to freely and openly share work as I said Facebook wasn't there Pinterest wasn't there Instagram wasn't there so the idea of social sharing was very new and people didn't understand it yet so as these things develop behind this becomes more obvious mm. so I think our problem was when we were a little early into the idea of sharing but not wrong, just too early. So yeah. as people got used to it, the hand just seemed very... Logical to go there. Very yeah. logical.
in 2007 we had a lot of discussions about should we put our work on it or not or and still i'm like okay why should i put it on and why not and how does it work but that's another question that i i can explain it to you okay <laughs> please well i i think if you think about it this is a new paradigm it's a new era where you having your own website it's like only useful if you're gonna meet someone and say here's my business card go look at my work which is perfectly fine but no one is going to find your website on google so what's the point of having a website i think people keep their websites live and put their work in their hands because they feel that they can explain the work better or have a more tight brand which i think makes total sense um But at the same time, being on Behance makes you visible and you just have to link to your personal website if you think that you know, makes sense. But what I have stated, it surprises me, like now more and more and mostly the young uh, designers and the new designers, the students, they don't ever make their own website. Not even with Squarespace, they just do a Behance because mm -hmm. it does the same thing. Yeah. So if you Google, you know, my name or your name and you have a portfolio on Behance, you will show up mm. and it will say Matthias Correa on Behance. Mm. And it doesn't really matter how known you are because our SEO is really good. Mm. So actually having a portfolio on Behance might be way better than having your own website. I think you should have both. And I think overall there's a bigger idea. You should put your work everywhere mm -hmm. that it's worth your time. If you're putting work somewhere and nothing is happening through that channel, you're wasting energy. So what I think is important is put in the work where you get a return. So it could be Behance, it could be all your personal website, anything. I don't think it should be only Behance, I think it should be whatever it's worth. And if you make you know, animation, video, you probably have a Vimeo and a YouTube. That makes sense to me. Mm -hmm. It's not about exclusivity, it's about what you get out of it. Yeah. Does that make sense? So Monday I have to. <laughs> I think so. <laughs> okay. Um, So um, during your time at um, Beyonce, you also created 99U. Yes. Uh, the, thing, the think tank of Beyonce. Um, what have you learned from that? And then especially like the designing and organizing uh, the 99U conference. Well, I think that what I've learned from the 99U content, the interviews and articles about, you know, what happens between ideation and in execution is that To me, that and to us, that's more interesting and it's more uh, of a challenge than coming up with ideas. I think everyone has ideas and everyone has great ideas, I think. But the difficult part of creativity is actually executing and that's what we focus on. So that's what we learned, that people actually want to consume that. They're interested in that type of content and in learning what other very productive creatives have done uh, to execute on ideas and what we learned putting the conference is that putting you know creating 99u is that it's all about the experience the big experience so from the design to the way you get registered to the way you get your badges the food the type of food you know what do your volunteers look like not look like you know physically just like how do they treat you how do they help you like every single part of the experience is important the venue itself the rhythm of the speakers the introductions 
the motion graphics, everything has an impact. Yeah. So I think putting a conference is not complex. It's just a lot of work. Um, I think what's harder sometimes is coming up with ideas that complement. In our case, we have people give mentorship sessions for I think 15 minutes. Very quick, you sign up and you ask someone with an expertise. There was a few and different expertises, questions uh, about something you're trying to deal with. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, I think you have to have a very good producer, someone who's done this, who yeah. understands all of the in and outs and is quick thinking. And we have, for example, uh, Nikki Frankel from Preview in New York City. She's excellent. She's done the entirety of our conferences since day one. Um, and I think that's a key position that we forget. There's someone who really is the one leading the ship. And sometimes it's in the shadows. You know, you don't ever know about this person, but it's crucial. And one more thing is I think, I think that we have to curate the speakers. And curate doesn't mean, oh, who is a great designer? This person. Great designers are not always great speakers. Mm -hmm. yes. And what is important when you invite someone is that it makes sense um, on a theme. To me, to me, just inviting a bunch of speakers and saying, well, we'll see what they talk about, doesn't have a lot of depth. Mm -hmm. I rather, you know, go to a conference that, you know, really speaks about something specific. Um, I think, and go in depth. Mm. I like more, I think in this case, I like more depth than sort of uh, superficial yeah. uh, so interaction. No, no portfolio presentation or? I think that's always interesting, but I think, I think we've seen those. Yeah. I think what to me is interesting about creatives of any field is their story. The things that they struggle with, the things that they're good at, like learning from their learnings more than just looking at their work. You yourself have a lot of experience regarding in public speaking and do you have any uh, routine or um, tips that you have yeah. before you go on stage? Well, or you give I, I'm going to talk and remind me if I forget about tips and <clears throat> routines. I think the tips to me is only speak about things you know. Yes. I think people trying to be creative, um, mostly on the conference side where they say, can you talk about the future of the internet? I don't think anyone knows the future of anything. And it, people want to say, yeah, I want to speak about stuff. So I will go and talk and create a comp. But I think those are very dated very quickly. And I think what's most important that you talk about something you really know and don't let people convince you about talking uh, about something that is the future of the internet or the future of design, unless you are specifically thinking about that all the time and that's your expertise, that's great. But I think you have to be genuine. No one wants a speaker that it's perfect, mm. that it's eloquent. Mm. It's about being you. Mm. People are there to see who you are, not if you can be exactly like every other one and read from the notes. Don't read from the notes. Just, you don't need presenter notes. You just need to know why did you put that slide on? If you put a slide on, it was because you had a thought and you should be able to talk about it without 
remembering any words. When you start remembering sentences and, and keywords, you start really coming uh, from, from the heart and from a place in your mind where you're talking about things that you know and your experiences. Focus on talking about the things that you know intimately and that will make a great story and a great um, talk. I am also interested in the personal stories. I think we should bring more of that into our talks. Like, how did you get here? What happened? Where are you from? Um, I think that brings people and levels them with you because they feel closer because you're a human instead of just going ahead and start talking about design. So those are tips about, you know, speaking that word for me. Um, I also, something, someone told me once that, you know, when you go on stage, everyone is ready for you to be amazing. So if you think about it, you shouldn't be nervous. Because if you're genuine and you talk about something you know, you already have their attention. You're not gaining their attention, you're actually losing it. So you only have to maintain it. Um, I don't think rehearsing is good. Um, I think knowing your presentation is good, meaning what comes next. And you know, I always, always do presenter uh, slides because I want to know what comes after instead of waiting to the next. And it's very hard to remember a presentation with 75 slides. So I think, um, I think it's just focusing on you being natural. It's what's important. Just be yourself. Don't try to be someone else. Yeah. Oh, and my routines, I think routines I do is, for example, uh, I go into the room, if I can, hours before, the day before, I go on stage in a break, I set myself into stage and I look at the audience, whether it's this audience or just an empty room, that breaks the first initial sort of shock where you go in a stage that you've never seen and you're now in front of people. When you do it before, it becomes more familiar. That's something that works for me very, very well, um, and one thing I've been doing sometimes is I ask people to make a little bit of noise and to let me take a picture because suddenly, you know, you're portraying them and they, there's, a, there's a connection there. And also you're not thinking about talking right away and being perfect. So you're just saying, hey people, like, let's make some noise and they are always excited to make noise. Yeah. And, and uh, you create a moment there that helps me actually. Mm. Because after that, I'm sort of like, oh, well, I sort of got to know you, yeah. even very briefly. Yeah. Like, we are now in a connection instead of you just going there and presenting. Mm. You now are just talking to them. And another, and a tip, you're going to have to edit this. Another thing that I think is important for speakers is to remember that, that if you try to rehearse, it's just for you to remember the flow. When you're trying to talk to a mirror, it will be terrible every time. And I actually learned that by force. I was, I was going to talk it off five years ago or something like that. And I rehearsed and it was like 35 minutes before the talk or an hour before. And I was like, oh my God, this is so bad. Like I, I couldn't articulate and it wasn't smart and it wasn't even me. I was feeling weird about it. And I was like, well, I have to go. I have to go and present. So I did it. I took a picture. And then I put the first slide and it just all come, all come naturally and I was having fun and I was engaged and it was coming out the way I wanted to come out. And what was the difference? That I was talking to human beings, yeah. not, to a, not to a screen or not to a mirror. I was just, and when you're talking to someone, well, you're not thinking about 
what you're saying, you just actually communicate with human beings. If you're a decent communicator, you'll be interested. Thank you for this amazing insights. Um, I will want to wrap up with my Neon 5 questions. And I will ask in five categories, single recommendation and uh, starting with a book, a book you would recommend everybody to read. Um, uh, what is it called? Uh, yeah, The Elements of Typographic Style. I think it's, it's a very dense book in some ways, but it really, if you're interested in typography and in design, I think you need to, to understand a little bit of the history of typography and how we got to the point. Because in the end, most of the time we're dealing with typography. Yes. We're dealing with words and words are communication and typography does communicate even more to a different level. So. It can be a little dense, but it is a very interesting book. That's true. So an event or a conference? The 99U conference. Yeah. I really think it's an excellent conference, to be honest. <laughs> and I am not part of E-Hands anymore, but I, I think no one that goes there will be disappointed. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, the, the speaker lineup is like, yeah. it's really amazing. So um, food? Mm. You know, try something that you that you never tried before. Mm -hmm. um, but let me see something specific. Maybe something I really like. No. Yeah. Like, I can wake you for at four at so night. What? Something where I can wake you for at four at night. <laughs> that's a good. That's a good thought. I guess if you go to Barcelona or Spain or Valencia. Go try a real paella. Don't go to the chiringuitos, to the little shacks in the beach where like they're just pushing them out. Go to go to an old school place, you know, um, and and try a good a good paella. Mm. I think that's one of my tops still. Okay. And I love making it. So. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, it's really amazing. <laughs> so, yeah, so good. Uh, but it could be so bad too. Yeah. yeah. Like pizza. That's Seriously. true. Yeah. Um, move your television. Well, I love cinema very much, and lately I've been doing a lot of rewatching old classics. If you haven't seen *The Hustler* by Paul Newman, I mean you haven't seen a great movie. Uh, it is actually the the prequel or the first movie of *The Color of Money*, where he played himself, I think 30 years after, with Tom Cruise, mm. and Tom Cruise was the hustler, you know. Um, 30 years after uh, both movies are great but The Hustler uh, with Jackie Gleason and uh, Paul Newman is an incredible movie I, I, don't, I can't remember if I've watched it but yeah Man's. I will, will do that also on Monday and also I mean now that we're in the cinema there's another classic movie yeah. um, it's called 12 Angry Men and 12 Angry Men I love because it reminds me how cinema used to be sort of uh, 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 a, a filmed version of, of a script. And why do I say this is because there's only, I think, three rooms. It happens all, I think, in three rooms. And um, it's only, I think, 14 characters, but 12 of them are like main characters. And uh, it's 12 men uh, sitting in a room trying to decide the future of a person. And it is excellent in his writing and it has an amazing uh, cast. So it's really worth seeing. Okay. 
Uh, finally, um, miscellaneous, something from your life. Take a trip without planning. Pick a place and maybe figure out the hotel for the first night. Mm -hmm. When you get there, talk to people, look around and do things that you're not sure you should be doing. I think you'll figure it out that people are always willing to help, that there's more good people than bad people in the world. And then when you do things that scare you, you overcome most of the time and also you get to grow and learn a lot so that would be something i think everyone should try so we are back where we started to overcome something you're afraid of yeah that's your last always like, that's the that's the thing okay. i think that's my theme okay thank you so much um, where can people follow you on social media or um, all of my profiles are very straightforward it's matthias korea in Facebook and Instagram, in, in every single thing, it's my name. It's no, I don't have a cute unicorn 68, you know. <laughs> it's just Matthias Correa, so. Wow, okay. Thank you for Thank having you me. Thank you so much. Awesome. Thank you. My pleasure, man. Hey guys, thanks for listening to the Neo Mare Show. Before I go, I have a request. If you could spend a couple of minutes rating the show on Apple Podcasts or write a review, that would be extremely helpful for other people to find out about the show. And some information on the many ways you can get directly news from us. We are on Twitter, Facebook and Instagram. Just search for Neo Mare. And we have an email newsletter. So if you want to get news directly in your inbox, and be notified whenever we publish an episode, you can go to neomaree.com slash subscribe. The Neo Marais show is brought to you with the support of Tabletto. Tabletto is a typographic game with which you can design any letter form or number in any language. Besides making type, you can use Tabletto to make whatever you like. Check it out on tabletto.nl and get 10% off on checkout using promo code NEOMORE.